Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Did Merrick Garland perjure himself? We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can email us as well, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Even if it's just to say hi, let us know you're out there. We'd love to hear from you. All right, it's Friday, Junior. Joining me, as always, Billy Hallowell, Dragons Phillips. Gentlemen, what's up? Living the dream. Excited. How are you? Here we go. Friday, Junior, it's here. Yes. You know, Friday, Junior is an exciting day if for no other reason than I love that we call it Friday, Junior. Yes, we get to use that name. It's a great moniker. So long live Friday, Junior. Hope you're having a great Friday, Junior, in your neck of the woods. I have, I got to say, guys, I have the greatest perhaps the best local news interview of the year coming up related to this missing F-35. I don't know if you saw this clip of <laughs> the guy who heard it. Did you see it? The guy who yeah. heard it? Oh, man. It's just, it's phenomenal. So stay tuned for that. I've got that clip. You're going to love it. Um, but we've got a lot coming up uh, as well. On the main thing, vaping. Is it harmless or a major health threat? CBN's Lori Johnson takes a closer look at that. What do we have coming up on the focus story? We're going to be talking about Nagorno-Karabakh and the crisis going on there and really just an unfortunate situation, a potential genocide. So we'll be diving into that. Yeah, a lot of Christians there. It's uh, really, we've, we've been reporting on it. Billy, you've been on it, but it's 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 been bad and it's getting worse. So we'll have the latest there. Uh, all coming up on the podcast today. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And Representative Thomas Massey accused Attorney General Merrick Garland of lying about his knowledge of federal law enforcement activities during the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot. Massey accused Mer uh, Merrick Garland of lying about his knowledge of, of the January 6 event, questioned him about those FBI agents that may have been undercover. Garland claimed no knowledge of federal involvement. And he, and he asked him, you don't, you don't, you know how many there were, or you, you were there none, is what Massey asked. And he answered, Garland did, I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many, I don't know whether there are any. And Massey shot back, I think you may have just perjured yourself. Ray Epps, who was seen urging protesters into the Capitol, was indicted on just a misdemeanor. And Massey pointed out that grandmas are going to prison for a lot less. And yet this guy who's on tape urging people to get in is only getting a misdemeanor. Riley Gaines wants people to stop using the word biological women in the trans athlete debate. She spoke at the FRC Pray Vote Stand Summit. She said it's a spiritual warfare issue and she emphasized the importance of acknowledging the basic truths of man and woman and rejects the term biological women. Those are just some of today's top headlines over uh, at CBNNews.com. Go over there to check out more. Okay, now, I didn't want to uh, play this soundbite over the, the music there. I saved it here for this moment, guys. This is from a local news TV report. This is They found the debris field of this F-35 that went missing. And check out this soundbite from retired resident Randolph White. There's a brief setup by the reporter here. Check it out. Randolph White retired from his job at the paper mill in Georgetown 10 years ago. He lives in this house with his wife in a very rural area of Williamsburg County. 
He loves living about two miles away from where he grew up. Normally, it's pretty quiet, but on Sunday afternoon... I was in the, uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. Then my whole house shook. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. <laughs> oh, man. Just the sound effect of the of the plane oh going down God. just <laughs> unbelievable and the guy and his face too like he's just he just looks like a joyful guy he's got a big smile on his face and uh how is it that so many people <laughs> are out there with so much talent to be hilarious yeah and they're undiscovered and they're undiscovered he left the paper mill and nobody ever found him until nobody, now. yeah randolph white god bless him Phenomenal. I tell you, I, local <laughs> news I think is Oscar-worthy entertainment. Like, I, oh man, I, it's just underrated. I think one of the funniest things is going and watching news bloopers, but also I still can't get over how have we lost this jet? Yeah, when somebody shoots off a, a couple extra fireworks, everyone's calling nine one one. What's going on? An F thirty five smashes near your house, and eh, I just figured it was something else. We'll just move on. Uh, well, with I guess my day. you're living in the upside down. You're just immune to any anything I guess strange. So. I guess so. Everything's everything's insane right now. News of the cry, but phenomenal, phenomenal sound effect right there uh, from our man Randolph White. God bless him. All right, we're gonna move over to our focus story here, guys. And tensions mounted this week in Nagorno-Karabakh, which is the small landlocked region between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And there's about 120,000 ethnic Christian Armenians there. And we've been reporting on this, Billy, but now we've seen it take a turn. Yeah, it's taken a, a very negative turn, and we've been waiting for you know, a moment like this, unfortunately. Um, and, and what happened was Azerbaijan, as you were saying, you know, it, it basically undertook what it called anti-terror measures inside that region. This is a very complicated dispute between Azerbaijan and Armenia over this area of land. And these anti-terror measures actually left people dead, um, dozens of people dead, many injured. Russian peacekeepers reportedly negotiated a ceasefire um, just one day after this began. And just to clarify, you know, just because Azerbaijan is saying these are anti-terror measures doesn't mean they actually are, right. right? This is a dispute over land that a lot of people have feared would lead to genocide. And that's really the big um, part of this that's very scary is that this has now exacerbated and grown into something that you have a history of war between Armenia and Azerbaijan over this land. You have 120,000, as you said, ethnic or you know, Christian Armenians living in this area. And now you have this ceasefire, um, you know, but before the ceasefire, and I think this is important uh, because who knows how long this ceasefire holds or what it actually means, because it seems in some ways as though this was really Nagorno-Karabakh, the government there, which is Armenian, them sort of giving in to Azerbaijan and being forced to, to hand over the reins of power. Uh, but even before that, Christian Solidarity International, a human rights group, they issued a statement decreeing what they called a military attack by the dictatorship of Azerbaijan, right? So you have CSI, which is an organization we've spoken with quite a bit over the years, Christian organization, Watchdog, they're saying, no, 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 Azerbaijan is a dictatorship, and this is not anti-terror measures. They're trying to wipe out Armenia. They're trying to, to you know, issue another Armenian genocide. And so there's a, there's a lot happening here. But they put out a statement basically saying, 
that Azerbaijan's allies and commercial partners, the United States, United Kingdom, Russia, European Union, Israel, and Switzerland, if they don't act immediately to restrain Azerbaijan, there will be mass killings and other atrocities. Now, this has been a warning. We've covered this a lot that again and again and again, everyone has said genocide is imminent. And that warning was going before this ceasefire happened. Now we have the ceasefire and we're not quite sure what's going to happen next. Yeah, that's a common tactic to just say, hey, they're terrorists, so we're taking anti-terrorist measures. And that sometimes is true in certain circumstances in certain countries. I mean, Israel dealing with a lot of terrorist attacks on their country, they'll say, but you know, people will use it for cover in instances like this. What's Azerbaijan saying? Well, they're they're saying, you know, that they're going to work towards a peaceful, you know, transition here that they want Armenians to be able to, you know, be there peacefully and come back in. And, you know, but but when you look at the history here, let's remember last December, the locking corridor, it's the only road that connects Armenia. And if you look at a map, you see Nagorno-Karabakh is in the middle of all of this, right? It's in the middle of Azerbaijan, essentially. There's only one road, the locking corridor that connects Armenia to it, and they have been blocking Azerbaijan, that road since December, meaning that medicine, food, resources, gas, you know, all of these things you need to survive, that has been mostly cut off. Um, and, and not just resources, but if you need to get to a hospital, um, you know, you haven't been able to do that. So they may be saying one thing, but the world has not put enough pressure on them. No matter where you stand on this issue, the fact that somebody is blocking a road and preventing people from getting to hospitals. There are 2,000 people reportedly that can't have surgery because they can't get out to get the surgery they need. This is not only life-threatening, people are reportedly losing their lives and dying as a result of this. So they're saying a lot of things, but the actions may not be adding up to what they're saying. Yeah. And you mentioned Christian Solidarity International. You've been talking to Joel Veldkamp from there. And he recently visited Armenia. What do you see? Yeah, so we, we actually spoke with him um, on Monday, right before this all started. He was in Armenia. He wasn't in Nagorno-Karabakh because you can't get in or out. But he saw the he went to the locking quarter. He saw trucks that were stuck there. They couldn't get in. Apparently, these trucks had been sitting there with aid, food, resources since July. Um, he saw them sitting there. He saw the situation there, the road being blocked off. He said that the people calling them from within Nagorno-Karabakh were saying they don't have any food, that they're going hungry. Um, really, he actually said it, it's been very dark. That's how mm -hmm. he described his trip there. Um, the medical emergencies, the one thing that I, I thought was incredibly disturbing, he said people are dying. We've had multiple cases of women who lost their babies at the point of delivery because there was no fuel for ambulances to take them mm -hmm. to the hospital. Man. I mean, that, so yes, he was experiencing a lot of that firsthand. Wow, really insane and tragic and sad as well. Definitely need to be praying there. And of course, Billy, there's a lot of history here in this region. I don't think a ton of Americans really know all about it. Maybe they've heard little bits here and there, Armenian genocide. Um, certainly Nagorno-Karabakh is a lesser known region, but hopefully you're reporting that the people have been seeing here over the last couple of months, you know, has, has shed some light on that. But explain a little bit why the history here kind of matters as to what we're seeing play out right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is going back to the year 301 AD, um, which I know is a yeah. long time ago. But if you go back, Armenia was the first nation in the world to have an officially Christian government. Mm. It was the first Christian country in the world. And so in this area, not only Armenia itself, but Nagorno-Karabakh, which Armenia considers part of, and so do the residents, part of it. Internationally, Azerbaijan is what's recognized, and that's where the conflict is, this land in the middle 
Um, but it has some of the oldest Christian churches, monuments, because of this history that goes back to 301 um, AD. And so for 1,700 years, people have been living, you know, Armenians have been living in this area. So there's a deep history there. Um, but the conflict really stepped up um, in the 20th century when you had the USSR dissolving and you had people coming in and taking the land over and, you know, annexing it and all these different things that have gone on, you end up with land disputes, right? Then when the USSR is dissolved, who owns that land? And so in recent years, there have been a number, there have been a couple of wars over this land already. So th there's a lot of bad history here between Armenia and Azerbaijan in 2020. So not that long ago, there was a significant, um, you know, battle over this land. I believe it went on about 44 days and a big portion of that land um, essentially went to Azerbaijan in, in that dispute. And so this is, again, it's, it's sort of like a powder keg. It's been building up and building up. And, you know, we have the full history. You can read about it over at CBN News and, and Faithwire. Um, but then on December 12th, 2022, I think the biggest piece of this puzzle was that blockage of that road. Um, and that's the, the piece that people worry is going to lead us to a genocide. Yeah, really, really tragic. And of course, you know, Christians are generally a minority in that region anyway, and especially in this area, in that particular area there. So we definitely need to be uh, praying as that's unfolding. Yeah. One more thing I just want to throw out here really sure. quickly. The Armenian genocide that unfolded during World War One. that is a piece of this too, because Turkey obviously responsible for that, killing 1.5 million Armenians. They are on the side of Azerbaijan in this, right? So you have a history where there was already a genocide of Armenian people, and now you have Turkey aligning with Azerbaijan, which is very alarming, obviously, for people watching this in light of that history that Turkey um, tends to not want to, you know, admit to. Yeah, and and Ukraine, by the way. Side note: This is happening because they're busy with Ukraine, Russia, right? Russia had control, and they lost control with the Ukrainian war. It's just jarring when you see stories like these happening, right? Like the fact that in China, it's not safe to be a Christian. The church has to be underground. Like these are things that when you, obviously we know them because we hear them, we read about them, but that when, when you actually think about the potential for a Christian genocide to unfold in 2023 when everybody has Twitter and social media, like all of this information is so readily accessible to us. So you, you just think like, Oh, everybody is, is free to believe what they want to believe and, uh, and share what they want to share. But the reality is, is that so much of the world for Christians is still like the dark ages, right? They're still stuck in a place where it's not safe for them to believe something, even quietly. If somebody knows that they believe in Jesus, uh, just the knowledge of that belief uh, is enough to jeopardize somebody's life. So, yeah, it's just a, it's a scary time for so many believers. And I think us in the West, as blessed as we are, we also have to remember uh, a, a huge chunk of the body of Christ is hurting. Yeah, and and it's a reminder too that that, that America. And the freedoms we experience here, as fragile as they may be and as on thin ice as they may be right now, it's the exception to the rule throughout yes, yeah. world history. It just it just is. You just don't have countries that have this level of freedom. You don't see that in history very often, if at all. So another reminder that, you know, to to thank God for the blessing of living here, but then also to be praying and finding ways, organizations and groups like Operation Blessing and others who are helping in regions around the world, people in need, you know, find a way to help tangibly if you can. But uh, all right, 
Billy, appreciate you putting that one on our radar today so we can be praying about it and aware about it. All right, we're going to head over to the main thing now. And a growing number of America's teens, even as young as 11 years old, are now vaping THC, which is the ingredient in marijuana that makes the person high. Many parents don't realize just how dangerous vaping really is. CBN's Lori Johnson breaks it down on today's main thing. The most recent CDC figures available show more than one in five high school seniors vaped THC in 2020, a significant increase over prior years and likely even greater today. Many parents may know THC is the main psychoactive compound in marijuana, but don't realize vaping it is much more potent than smoking a joint. It started whenever I was um, 14 years old. I was about in eighth grade. Vaping THC provides a much quicker high that can be damaging and addictive. It was like one or two hits of the pen and I would instantly be high. Unlike typical marijuana cigarettes that contain 10% THC, these new vaping devices can concentrate it to a staggering 95%. And the higher the dose of THC, for example, the higher the likelihood that you will end up with a psychotic episode. And that will lead you to end up in the emergency room department. The longer that I used it, just the more my mental health started deteriorating, my grades were slipping, I couldn't really think or concentrate as well. In my mind, I was trapped in this delusion of, like I have to commit suicide because my parents are gonna find out. Doctors say today's ultra potent pot can interfere with heart and lung function, plus cause severe vomiting and abdominal pain. All of these are, are, are new presentations that physicians are seeing in the emergency departments associated with consumption of high-level THC that, that we actually even, didn't even know existed. Vaping THC is often odorless, so it's easy to hide even at school. You know, I could do it in class. I could do it in the bathroom. Since turbocharged THC delivers such a powerful hit to the brain's pleasure center, it can also lead to addiction. The only thing I was thinking about was, when's the next time I can use this again? Or, like, when's the next time I can go to the bathroom? Or the teacher will let me go. A loophole in the 2018 Farm Bill, which legalized hemp, also covered Delta-8 THC vape products, which are synthesized from hemp. That means in addition to cannabis dispensaries, they can be sold at smoke shops, gas stations, and online in nearly every state. Manufacturers literally sweeten the deal by adding kid-friendly flavors like strawberry and bubblegum. I do not understand why the United States of America, why the, our government is not protecting our children. That is their job. The people that want to profit off our children's, off our family's destruction, have a lot of power in our country. Christian parenting expert Kelly Newcomb issues a call to action. Ultimately, God's word says that we are to be sober-minded. We are to be on the lookout for the devil prowls like a roaring lion, waiting for someone to devour. And marijuana is one way to just sort of numb our children's brains. One other way that Satan is using to get kids to walk away from the faith. Newcomb says parents should become familiar with the appearance of vape pens 
and if suspicious, search their child's bedroom and backpack for the pens, as well as missing or spliced charging cords, which are used to power the pens. When they are this young, because I've heard of 11-year-olds even using this as they're entering into like fifth, sixth grade, it's really decisive action. You need to act really fast. Newcomb also recommends taking smartphones from kids suspected of using drugs to limit potential access. Because that is how they're accessing all of it through, and you could call them dealers, but they're often just friends. They're people at the school who've got older siblings who are buying it, but essentially they're dealers. Allow kids to communicate using a kid-safe phone like Pinwheel. Pinwheel allows you to read all of your child's text messages from your own phone through the caregiver portal. And that's really helpful. And you can sort of find out who are the kids who are asking for vape or asking if they want vape. Parents can also use a drug test available at pharmacies as an option. So it's just having that conversation of saying, well, I trust you. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I, I trust God and I fear God more than I than I fear, you know, you being mad at me for drug testing because this is really prevalent. Some parents feel testing actually gave their child an excuse to stay sober while also saving face. It was a good preventative measure for him to say to his peers who were pressuring him to use, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to use because I know I'm going to get drug tested any day. The THC metabolite is actually stored in the fat and it lasts a long time. So it can actually stay in the urine for up to four to six weeks. Some kids choose THC vapes because they do not typically contain fentanyl like other street drugs. Doctors fear that could change. I think we cannot be complacent and we have to be uh, open to the possibility that someone may think about doing this and say, well, if I want to have a unique product for vaping THC, what about I mix it with fentanyl and then sell a product that's going to be incredibly dangerous. Fortunately, Nick got the help he needed to quit vaping THC. Like I feel so much better off of this. Like I feel like I can be free and experience life like I should. He urges others to kick the habit or better yet, never start. Lori Johnson, CBN News. All right, Lori, thanks so much for that report there. I mean, vaping, it's one of these things that, I mean, now this is specifically vaping THC. I self-admittedly have no idea about anything vaping. It's the last thing in the world I'd ever do. But I, I see people doing it, and I see the popularity of it. So it feels like the next gateway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know that it feels like the next gateway. I think it's already yeah there. You know, for, particularly for younger. I think it's Gen Z. Like that's that's just become like the thing to do. Yeah, very yeah. odd. It's very unfortunate. Odd. It would be nice if the trend one day is to be clean, right? <laughs> clean and yeah. sober, and not ingest things into your body that are going to harm you. So, but good to be aware of it. Glad Lori broke that down for us, so that uh, we know what's going on. As uh, parents in a in a cray cray world right now, uh, all right, that's going to leave us with time for one last thing on the pod today. So, speaking of a crazy world, I think this is a good <laughs> verse to keep everything kind of in perspective. So, it's Psalm one hundred four nineteen. It says, "He made the moon to mark the season; the sun knows its time for setting." It's just a good reminder, right? That that everything that exists is because of God and His sovereignty. Yeah, I mean, I love that we can rely on God for. You know, the sun will come up tomorrow. I mean, everyone says that, and that's a common phrase. And 
It's true because God is holding everything together in the palm of his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. There we Dan. go. There's two songs. There, there we there go. You go. Trey, can you round it out? Is there a third one that applies? Or Oh, my gosh. The pressure is too strong at this point. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. That's where we're going to leave it on this Friday, Junior. So glad you're here with us each and every weekday morning, bright and early, to start your day with news from a Christian perspective. As always, head on over to cbnnews.com for more and faithwire.com as well. And don't forget, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise, we're going to return here tomorrow with more. God bless. We'll see you then.